0: Hey, it's Bob Stoffer. I just wanted to let you know that you can listen to Oilers Now ad-free on Amazon Music, included with Prime. Oilers Now with Bob Stoffer. weekdays at noon on Oilers Radio, 630
1: Chad. I'm broke, but
2: I'm happy. I'm
3: poor, but I'm kind. I'm short, but I'm healthy.
2: I'm sane, but I'm
0: I better jump in here if I recall this song correctly. Welcome back, everybody. Bob Stopper <laughs> joining you on Oilers Now International Women's Day uh and there has been a major impetus over the last uh couple of uh, years in particular a uh, far greater integration of uh women in the media but somebody that's been doing this for years uh in the Edmonton market and uh grew up around the game of hockey and uh is a familiar voice uh, to uh many of you is going to join us uh, she is our Oilers now headliner brought to you by Will Hawk beef jerky it just might be the best you've ever tasted search for will hawk today that's w-i-l-h-a-u-k quinn phillips we welcome back to the show quinn how are you doing
2: Bob, I'm good. How are you doing? I haven't seen you in
0: forever. I, I know. Isn't it? Isn't it just the like this whole pandemic thing is like the weirdest. Like we're doing the show out of my house. Uh, my wife and daughter. My daughter's uh, taking classes from home. She's not in school this year. They listen to the show every day and they come by and say, "Yeah, yeah this is wrong. This is wrong. This is wrong." Because they don't. Because <laughs> they've grown up with hockey, so they know the game. Uh, and we yeah. haven't. Like you know, the the practice. There's the there's no availability of the room. Uh, we sit in different spots when we're actually at Roger's place. The whole thing's kind of, and, and it's completely changed, hasn't it, from from what you guys do at global television in terms of, there, like, there's hardly any local sports at all. Are you struggling to find stories and that sort of thing right now, Quinn?
2: Well, I mean, now it feels busy because we do have the Oil Kings, we do have the Oilers, but, I mean, for The months before that, I mean, I remember last March, I had actually taken this upcoming weekend off, and that's when everything shut down. Like, you know, the Oilers played their last game on the Wednesday. I had Thursday, Friday, Saturday, Sunday off. And I remember thinking I was probably going to get laid off because what are we going to do when there's no sports happening, when they've shut everything down? But we we got creative, and we just found stories to tell. And, you know, to be honest, it was – it was easy in a way because people had a lot more time on their hands because they weren't doing anything right so they'd sit down on a skype or a zoom call with us and and tell their story
0: uh your story is an interesting one because you've been at this for uh maybe longer than you want to admit to it right now but uh, i mean how long you've been at global What at least a decade now i'm thinking 12 13 years
2: Well, you, you crazy. No, it, is, it has been seven. Seven. But I kind of had like a weird, a weird path because I did work for Global before that right. when I was in Red Deer. I left the industry for five years and then somehow miraculously got welcomes back in. <laughs> um, and so I started in the industry in Yorkton, Saskatchewan in 2003, a week before my dad was inducted into the Hockey Hall of Fame. So I worked like four days, and then I flew to Toronto for his induction ceremony. Pretty good timing, eh? Well, yeah, and I was, I was pretty lucky. I mean, I say I'm lucky, but I can't imagine a news director on earth that would say, no, sorry, you can't take the time off to go to your dad's Hockey Hall of Fame induction ceremony. But I did have a great boss there, and, and he, he let me work for a few days and then take off for even more. <laughs> uh,
0: I had the privileges, you know, sitting next to your dad in the final two years uh, that he did the play-by-play for the Oilers. I jokingly say that I drove him into early retirement, but I don't believe that's the case. I know, uh, just from our and, and there were a lot of times, Quinn, where uh, you know we had conversations that were you know what and giggles, and we'd watch uh, we watched that entire series. Dustin Penner had these videos of all these celebrity roasts, and Rod and me would watch them. And we'd had the team wasn't playing very well, so we maybe had had a couple drinks by that point, and we would just laugh to the point that we were almost crying because this stuff was it was a little bit politically insensitive, but it was quite funny. But there were some moments where he talked about, you know, uh, bringing up children and giving me some advice in my own journey in that regard, and just the importance of parenting. And I know that, you know, you have, you grew up around uh, the Gretzkys as well, and we saw what happened with Walter. So on this International uh, Women's Day, I think that we'd be remiss with, a, you know, just the impact of, of both of your parents and how they helped you, uh, you know, sort of foster a path for yourself.
2: Uh, Yeah, absolutely. I mean, obviously, I will start with my mom. Um, She raised me to be a very independent woman, which uh, sometimes can be a fault. I try to do things on my own when I shouldn't be doing them on my own. Um, But I've always considered myself a a pretty strong-willed woman, and, and I know... 100% that I get that from my mom. And my dad, I mean, my dad always fostered my love for hockey by bringing me to the rink every weekend and and every day off I had from school. Um, But even in the later years, you know, just with any struggles I would have, he was such a guiding light and, and he was so helpful because we had, you know, some of the same same issues and 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 struggles in in our media and um media careers and he's just he's such a good man to talk to as we all know he's incredibly sensitive uh we saw that with the gretzky retirement um and so he's he's such a nice man to be around and talk to and and somebody who can really empathize.
0: Yeah, well, I, I experienced that uh, you know when I was going through something with my father who passed away during the 2009-2010 season. He was absolute gold. Quinn Phillips joining mm. us right now. All right, now we're going to put the analyst hat on here, Quinn. What do you think oh, of where okay. the what do you, where, what do you think of where the orders are at right now?
2: uh well i mean i think that you have to be happy with where they're at i know a lot of people were really upset with the toronto series and that's fine at the end of the day toronto is a better team and and they showed that unfortunately there was so much hype going into that because it was for first place in the division and the oilers were playing so well but the, the maple leafs are very good defensively this year which is is different from years past um I mean, it continues to be a concern with goaltending, there's no doubt. Um, They're playing a lot better defensively, which has been nice to see because it's been years and years in the making. Um, So, I I mean, I think you have to be happy. They're in a playoff spot in what is a tight division. We're approaching the midway point of the season, so just got to keep seeing them fighting and, and competing.
0: From your perspective, do you like the Canadian division? Is this something that should continue? Or do you think it might lose its luster bit with the fans as the season goes on?
2: Well, I think 10 against a team is is a bit much. Um, I would love to see Toronto more, Montreal more. Um, So I I enjoy that. Like, rather than twice a year, it would be nice to see them four or six times a year. Um, But we have to play other teams you know, obviously, and I mean, that's going to come, that's going to come back, but I like it. And I personally really like the kind of mini series thing. It's, it's, it's probably easier on the bodies. I know they've said that with the travel. Um, and, and I've brought this up before, and I think it's, it's better environmentally. You're not, you know, loading up a jet plane every single night to fly to a new destination.
0: We're joined right now by Quinn Phillips, our Oilers Now headliner for Wilhawk Beef Jerky, Bob Stoffer, Brendan Escott with you on Oilers Now. So when you're sitting around at Global, well, actually, I don't even know, how, how often are you actually in, in the, I'm just wondering if you and Kevin Karius and uh, uh, John Sexsmith, who, as you know, was the best man in uh, in my one and so far only uh, marriage. <laughs> uh, but <laughs> and, believe me, it's remarkable that's still the case. But uh, anyhow, I digress. Like, do you guys have conversations on a guy like? like Like, yes, the Pulley because for me uh, on this show was such a conversation point here over the last two years. And to watch his maturation and his growth, Quinn, has been so exciting.
2: Uh, yes, it has been, and I will be the first to admit, I've said it before, he frustrated me when he was here before, and one of the biggest things was the language, because he just didn't give himself a chance to fit in. And now you see him more comfortable with the language, and his true personality comes out, and they say he fits in better in the room. Obviously, we never get to go in there right now, so we can't really tell, but, you know, Dave Tippett says that he he doesn't even believe that Yes, he had such a hard time because he fits in so well now. It has been so much fun because and, – and it's just funny that he's the draft pick in that draft that's still with the team that drafted him, which you would never have thought that that would be the case.
0: Yeah, Quinn, so and
2: I – No line Dubois.
0: Sure. Well, absolutely. I mean, I think it maybe speaks volumes of the, the patience that Ken Holland uh, has as a general mm-hmm. manager as well. Some other less experienced GMs may have made a move there. Hey, you said something there about being in the room. When we get everybody vaccinated and we get this scene under control, do you envision that uh, from your perspective, do you think they'll uh, open up the, the dressing rooms or is that going to be a thing of the past? What do you think?
2: I sure hope it's not a thing of the past. Um, I'm sure the players wouldn't mind if we weren't in there. I, I, you know what? I shouldn't say that. I'm not sure because I don't know what it's like from their perspective talking to nobody because right now they're talking to an empty room right and it's got to be a little bit easier talking to people i hope that we get that back and i think as media we have to fight to get that back because i think it's just really important for telling just even even the smaller side stories that that are harder to get on zoom
0: I mean, imagine the contrast from when your dad, uh, Terry Jones, and, uh, you know, Dick Shube, uh, Jim Matheson, the Hockey Hall of Famer, is very close to your father. Those guys would get like 12 to 14 minutes with Gretzky face-to-face after a practice. And now it's like we're on a Zoom call and everybody's trying to be polite Canadians and only asking one or maybe two questions and try not to infringe too much on, each, on a player's space. And the guy's sitting there looking back. It's just a completely different world, isn't it?
2: Oh, absolutely, and I mean, I'm not on the plane, but I mean, Gret sat with my dad on on most trips, right? So, uh, I I don't imagine that you're sitting with Connor on the flights.
0: No, no. Well, not,
2: <laughs> we're not on the flights this year. <laughs> well, not uh, this year, but in years past, yeah. I, I'll, I'll, I'll go back to normal.
0: <laughs> I don't even know if that's going to happen. To be honest with yeah, you, yeah, what's when.
2: normal, right? <laughs>
0: Hey, you just try to make the most of it. We appreciate you joining us today. Uh, we'll do this again and uh, try to keep those other two guys over there, Kevin and uh,
2: John, in line, okay? Oh, I got them wrapped around my finger. It's all good. <laughs> just
0: joking. <laughs> <laughs> thanks thanks for your time, Quinn. You take care.
2: Okay. Okay, thanks
0: for having me. You bet. Never a truer word was said. That is Quinn Phillips uh, from Global Television. So seven years, but was with Global and Red Deer before. Uh, interesting stuff. You can text us at any time at 780-496-0063. Uh, even, even something that got brought up during the course of our conversation, watching videos on a charter 12 to 13 years ago. Now, of course, everybody's got their own iPads. It's just, if you knew Dustin Penner, you had to just laugh. By the way, we have Shane Corson coming up. In one minute's time from now, we will hook up with the one and only regular Monday contributor to the show. That is John Shannon for Legacy Heating and Cooling, but not before I tell you. The guests and orders now receive certificates to Roos Chris Steakhouse. Whether you're celebrating a special moment or simply savoring a night on the town, every meal is an occasion at Roos Chris Steakhouse. Back with John Shannon after this.
1: of women is always understated you know I always there's uh, my mother you 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 know we've just gone through it uh with Walter Gretzky being the being um, you know the hockey dad but for a lot of players in this league and a lot of people the hockey mom was the one there that was sometimes bandaging you up and getting you to the rink and and hockey moms are uh are equally as important. Uh, I've been fortunate, my mom has been so supportive all of, throughout my whole career, whether it be in uh, playing, coaching, as a, as a minor hockey player, that. And uh, I'm fortunate that I have uh, a wife and two daughters that uh, women have had a huge influence on my life. So, uh, uh, you know, you bring, you bring thought to the women in your life and, uh, and the importance in this world. You, uh, it would be hard to imagine where you'd be without both the strength of a woman in your life.
0: That is Edmonton Oilers head coach, Dave Tippett. Bob Stoffer with you, along with Brendan Escott on International Women's Day. We are joined right now by NHL insider John Shannon for Legacy Heating and Cooling, paying no, over, no overtime rates on uh, the 24-7 service repairs. That's how you build a Legacy Legacy Heating and Cooling. I know I've joked on the show before. We have a simple rule in the Stoffer household. Uh, I make the big decisions. Uh, my wife makes the smaller decisions, and so far through 20 years of marriage, I've never made a big decision. Uh, the one thing I'll say about Kathy uh, John Shannon is her favorite Oilers uh, now uh, regular it might be the only thing we disagree on but anyways we I mean, welcome back to the show John Shannon how you doing John
3: always liked your wife always <laughs> liked your wife
0: <laughs> hey uh, look since it is international, uh, and we're going to get to a couple things in the media business and the changing trends in that regard, and 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 hockey as an industry as a whole. But just uh, you know, you, you heard from Dave Tippett. Obviously, yep. uh, you would echo those statements as well.
3: Oh, I, I I think yeah, I, it it's it's one of those things where when you reflect back on it, uh, and even even on a, a day like today, um, the, the influence that your mother has on you, your wife has on you, your daughter has on you. I'm, I'm very fortunate that the three people that, that I can talk about like that have all um, have strong opinions, have strong beliefs, and uh, uh, and are well-respected for those beliefs. I mean, my, my mother taught me a long time ago, uh, make sure you have an opinion and make sure you give a reason and speak up. And, uh, and uh, the question there was, there was never a question of equality in the Shannon household. Um, so from that perspective. Equality is as important as anything and and uh, the women in your life have so much to say about that.
0: John Shannon joining us on uh, Oilers now. Uh, we just had Quinn Phillips on. She's been a global for seven years. I mean, there's been, a, I would suggest over the last year or so, John, there's been a real push uh, in terms of providing more opportunities in the media industry. Quinn's been at it a little bit longer than you know some of the other people that have uh, moved into the industry. Uh, this is, I mean, I, I think Back and, and I I don't mean to date myself, but you've been at this longer than me. Um, I, I I specifically remember uh, Hannah Storm in the early nineteen early to mid maybe early to mid eighties uh, mid eighties mid to late
3: eighties. Yeah, yeah I mean an, an
0: Incredibly talented uh, on air uh, broadcaster mm-hmm. and just an absolute star that I think paved the way for a new newer generation. Agree or disagree?
3: Uh, no, I, I I think that Hannah was uh, and still is, by the way, at ESPN a, uh, a, a tremendously talented person. You know, you know, it's it's interesting you talk about Quinn, who I have known since she was three years old. Uh, the one thing that uh, I would I admire about Quinn and what she has done is that, and and this is always going to be an issue, Bob, is that Quinn has, Quinn went and paid her dues. Yeah. You know, she she didn't start at Global Edmonton and say, "Hey, I'm I'm Quinn Phillips and I'm going to do this." Um, you know, she went to Red Deer. She went to other places. She she did pay her dues. Uh, in in learning the craft of being a broadcaster. And I think that that's that's admirable uh, in in this day and age. And I think that that's that's the one challenge. uh, And I I don't mean to, you know, I'm going to hopefully just go to the line and not cross it. But that's the one challenge uh, in all of this, particularly in the sports industry, is that uh, uh, making sure that, that people who have worked hard for a long period of time get respected for their their work ethic over that period of time uh, and and wanting to wanting to do the job um you know i i, I what comes to mind for me is somebody like cam moon who who uh, who for twenty years toiled doing junior hockey and other another play by play before he got his chance to be an n h l broadcaster and he and he's done a magnificent job doing that um you know, do you do you then take because it's um because there's a need to put uh, women in, in key places, do you take people and give them NHL jobs right away? And the answer is I don't think you do. I think you, I think people have to learn the craft at every level. And, and I think that that's something that networks and teams should really trying to be working hard at is creating entry-level jobs for young women who want to get into the business. Not established broadcasters, but young women who want to get in the business and promote Opportunity through the, the channels that everybody else has, has had to toil through. Uh, and I, I'd love to see a junior hockey team in this country hire a female play-by-play le- uh, announcer to learn the craft. You know, God. that to me is is where I think we have to try to find a way. That's that to me is is true equality in all of this is paying your dues, and I think everybody should pay their dues.
0: Well, I mean, you look at Jack. Did uh, I think he called nine hundred minor? Of pro games. Uh, sure, I, I had six, I had thirteen years and six hundred plus games at the U of A. So it adds up after a while, right? And you make. I, I can tell you my case. I made a lot of mistakes along the way, and I also got to, John. The other thing that happened is I got to do Font Cord and stats for All Star and work with all of the best guys in the business yeah. as well. And that's yeah. part of the journey as well. Is is that,
3: learning? It, it is. It, it, it is. Uh, but I don't think. I, I think this is where. Um, I mean, I think I, uh, doing something like International Women's Day, I, I admire the, I admire what the what the thought process and, and what the goal is, uh, but we should be on a daily basis promoting um, women to be more involved in uh, in sports all the way all the way around, right from coming out of high school you know and and going to nate or going to sate uh to be announcers and to be producers you know one of the greatest one of the things that i'm most proud of and and i saw her face on the opening of hockey night in canada on saturday night uh was when i when i took over hockey night uh and then uh, had to rehire people i i went out of my way i made sure that i got a lady named kathy broderick yep. uh, who is a, a cornerstone of what hockey night stands for today uh but i i what i told kathy then was is that i want you to be the first female producer in the history of hockey night in canada uh and she and she didn't she never really did games she should have she never really did games because she felt uh very comfortable in a role that was created for her, and she's done a marvelous job at it and she's an influential person in broadcasting in our country that doesn't get very much credit
0: uh, all right. Very quickly, the Edmonton Oilers, the Ottawa Senators. That was a big victory, John, for the Oilers on Saturday night against Calgary, and it was a it was a tough one, a hard hitting couple scraps. That game pretty much had it all, didn't it?
3: It sure did. Uh, and um, you know, I, I kept looking at it, wondering when the tide turned. Um, and I think it's too simple to say it turned when uh, when Pugliari scored the goal, the one one goal. Uh, but the ability to put, you know. This is where Dave Tippett deserves some credit, but the uh, the point where he decided, okay, I've got to put my big guns together and, in my opinion... Yamamoto on that line, because that created another dynamic. So when you had Drysyle McDavid and Yamamoto, two guys that skate at the you know at the speed of sound, um, and then the great passer that Drysyle is, that really did change the perspective. And you know what we saw in the Maple Leaf series was, in my opinion, was the Oilers' inability to try to take chances they were too afraid to take chances because they thought they were going to get burned by a, a potent Maple Leaf offense. Uh, and what you saw in the second half of the game against Calgary was some of that belief came back. Some of the belief that they can take chances and, and, the, and the chances can work. And you saw that, I think, so many times, particularly in the third period when you could just feel the momentum that the Oilers were going to win the game.
0: John, uh, we got a lot of guests. Uh, we just added another one here for the second hour of the show. Uh, we're up against the clock. Thank you very much we'll hook up against uh, again on wednesday uh thanks for joining us here on orders now cheers Cheers. That is John Shannon from NHL Hockey on Rogers. Very quickly into the Oilers Now Injury Report, brought to you by James H. Brown Injury Lawyers. For every goal the Oilers score, James H. Brown donates $100 to 630 Chet Santa's Anonymous. When accidents happen, go to jameshbrown.com. And uh, we will tell you that on top of Cleft Bomb, obviously out for the year, as well as Cuckoo, Zach Gassian remains out with a, a hand issue uh, the Oilers will also not have Josh Archibald. He's out day-to-day. We believe it is upper body. Uh, Dominic Cahoon, Evan Bouchard will be amongst the, we think, uh, amongst the healthy scratches. For Ottawa, just the one injury. Derek Stepan, gone for the season. Stepan, gone for the season with a shoulder uh, surgery. 1259 and Edmonton, off to a global news weather traffic update. Shane Corson and another former Oilers captain coming up in the next half-hour block. You're listening to Oilers Now.
3: Oilers
1: Now with Bob Stoffer, weekdays at noon on Oilers Radio, 630 Chad.